I don't have a new intro. Oh, no. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Good evening. <laughs> or good morning or good night, whatever time you're listening. You're here. We're sharing a mic again. Yoo-hoo. Why? Because we have an interview today. But before we get into our interview, it was Jeans Day Friday, and I just want the world to know. Yes. <laughs> it was Jeans Day Friday. If you saw it on our Instagram, you saw me shaking my bootay. I'm just saying, admin, if we inspired you. I'm feeling really good about it, so thank you. <laughs> Taylor thinks it was us, and we're the reason that um, they chose for us to have Jeans Day Friday today. I'd like to put it out into the universe, but I don't know about that. Um, also, this is Teacher's Talk, if you didn't know. <laughs> it's our podcast where we teachers talk about things. Where we teachers talk about things. Isn't it? What did I say? Yeah, I know. It sounded weird at first, but then oh. it makes sense now. <laughs> Anyway, we're here for an interview again. Interviewee, would you like to introduce yourself? Hi, I'm Madeline Chemerski. Oh my god, you used your real name. <laughs> yeah. Yuck. We don't like it. This is our friend that... I go by Maddie. Yeah, I named her full name Madeline in a prior episode. This is the Madeline I was speaking of. It's, it's Maddie. <laughs> you know. Oh gosh, okay. Um, so, Madeline, or Maddie... Maddie. Uh, please introduce yourself. What do you, where do you, not where do you teach, but what do you teach? How long I, have you been teaching? All that fun stuff. Okay. Well, I teach fourth grade right now. Um, this is my first year ever teaching fourth grade. I always told myself I would never teach a grade higher than third. And here I am. Look at you. <laughs> and I have been teaching for f- five years now. Wow. Uh, so that's exciting. You started um, with what grade? I started with kinder, then I went to first, then I went to third. Just kidding. I started in kinder, went to third, went to first, kinder, and now fourth. Holy moly. Kinder's my favorite. Been everywhere. <laughs> kind of. <Just> now. <laughs> Been around. So what do you love most about teaching? I know that's a pretty basic question, but what do you love the most about teaching? obviously the students um and there's just something about when you're teaching a subject that a student is having a hard time grasping and then they finally get it and they have that like aha moment and you see it in their eyes and just their whole body is excited and you're just so excited for them I love that (laughs) that's so sweet do you see it more in your fourth graders or in your kinders Um, or is it like the same amount I guess I guess in kinder, when they, for instance, with phonograms, mm-hmm. they, when they finally picked it up, they were really excited. Or when it was like the four or five letter one, they just got so excited when they did learn it. But I noticed in my fourth graders that in math, mm-hmm. um, when they're finally getting a concept, it's like a party. Like we have to throw oh. a mini party in our class because they got it. <laughs> Multiplication's hard. Division's yeah. hard. Um, so just being able to master those multiplication facts, you see it, you see more excitement in fourth grade and it goes home with them and their parents send emails and you get more of like a reward in that way. Oh, that's great. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, speaking of math and all the things, we're going to talk about curriculum yes. with Maddie today. Uh-huh. Um, in a prior episode, we talked with Vince on curriculum and just his take on it. And we wanted another opinion. Mm-hmm. And we wanted to hear from more teachers because, as we said a million times, Sky and I have curriculum and we're really 
grateful for it. So we want Maddie's take on what happens at her school. (laughs) So with that being said, what kind of curriculum are you provided at your school? So we are provided with Eureka Math and we're provided with Shirley English. Um, I've never heard of either of those. So Eureka Math is going back a little fun fact. I am teaching at a school that I currently I went to when I was a kid. So I learned the Eureka Math style. Um, Wait, they've been using it for that long? That long. Wow. Not to say you're old because they have a curriculum (laughs) board and every year it gets voted in and it just has stayed for years and years and years. Um, there's definitely pros and there's definitely cons to it. Um, as a former student and alumni, uh, I find myself going to like seventh and eighth grade math the way that I was taught it in fourth grade. Um, but going from a different school that had a math curriculum that was useful and kind of to today's way that we teach children um I find that a little bit more beneficial than Eureka math it's it's very um old math and it's really hard to teach and the kids don't get it yeah it's interesting that like they're still teaching what they've taught like when you went to school there yeah the curriculum has not changed so that's pretty interesting do you see that being like affecting them later on with their schooling like are they finding like for example so like our school uses Singapore and we start with the pictorial and we go to the abstract no yeah concrete then pictorial no no it is pictorial is it pictorial first yeah Yeah, pictorial then concrete then abstract Yes. yes but we do that method and they talk a lot about why like for renaming which we're doing this week mm-hmm. they have to understand why they're caring and borrowing things quote unquote which we don't use that terminology right mm-hmm. so like at your school are they understanding like why they're doing things in math or is it more like this is rote like- memorization so i from what i've seen i haven't been there long um it's not something that is beneficial in my eyes just in the fact that um These kids really struggle with the concept of caring in fourth grade, Mm -hmm. which they should have really taken from second or third grade. And now they're getting thrown with multiplication facts, divisions, like perimeter, area, fractions, and they don't even know the basic concept of it. Um, But I do see it beneficial in the fact that they have started with this word, choosing (laughs) lost the word um and it just has followed them so they know okay so this means this for instance they do a lot of word problems so every day um on my teacher book it tells me what we're practicing and then in their books it gives them two pages of problem sets and then two pages of homework well the problem set you have can do's and must do's Mm. and in the can do's um Obviously, you can do them if you need more practice, and then the must-dos, they have to. But when we grade those, it's really hard because we don't require work. Um, So when I teach, I am used to I need to see all the work, Mm -hmm. and there the students dread showing the work. They dread drawing a tape diagram. They dread showing how you added it. They they dread it. Mm, Um, Interesting. 
Well, and it, it makes me wonder if it's because they don't know, like, the foundational whys. They don't know why. And we all, almost the first quarter is almost over, and that I've had to go back. We are so behind compared to the other fourth grade class in the sense that I took that time to make sure they knew why they were showing mm-hmm. it. And in the beginning, they used to always be like, Miss Chemerski, why do I have to draw a tape gra- diagram? It's not benefiting me. And I was like, just wait. When I teach you why mm-hmm. it will benefit you, you'll love it. And now they're like, do we get to draw a tape diagram? Oh, I'm like, great. yes. <laughs> Does this curriculum follow state standards? Because I know that you're at private a private school. school. Yeah, so it does follow state standards yeah. then? Okay. Because it just sounds, I mean, maybe because the school we teach at, we're ahead. Like we're mm-hmm. adva- uh, an advanced curriculum. But like our second graders learn the concept of multiplication. So, like, they're just learning that in fourth grade, or they touched on it in third? They touched on it a little in the end of third, but then we also have to remember, these kids are coming from a COVID classroom, Mm -hmm. where this school was online, and I don't know how it ran, um, but I'm slowly learning. So, it's a little difficult to piece by piece, like, what they actually did get towards the end of third quarter. So, now that they're coming in, I have students that are really high in math that actually go to fifth grade for advanced math during our math time but then I have students who could really benefit from going back to second grade math Mm -hmm. so it's really hard to tell so when it comes to curriculum in math and English you also named Mm -hmm. do you find it to be beneficial or are you a teacher that would rather like give it a go on your own using the air the state standards um I would rather just from what I'm working with this year um I think if I had more time before I started teaching it to like really dive deep, maybe I would love it. But as of right now, I feel like it would be a little bit more beneficial to put my own or what I do know, for instance, Singapore. So using Singapore curriculum. Or Saxton. (laughs) I would be open to Saxton. Have you ever used Saxton? Uh -uh. Um, So my first year um, at school, they actually had Saxton math and it was beneficial, not as much as Singapore. I am a lover of Singapore, but um, Saxon is still pretty good. It's it's there. So you're <laughs> you're a curriculum gal. Yes, I want <laughs> my curriculum in front of me. I want to know what I'm teaching, when I'm teaching, how I'm teaching. Hence why we had you on. <laughs> <laughs> we are. I mean, we're the same way, but we also just wanted because you do teach at a different school than us, so we wanted to see like where your head's at with other curriculums because you've seen more than we have Mm -hmm. um we stick to you know like you said Singapore and stuff but I could show you my books (laughs) well and can I ask about you didn't touch on history and science which we are huge advocates for and as are you as my school calls it social studies that's rough yeah (laughs) so are you offered a curriculum at your school for those subjects so when I first started I was told there was nothing for it and that our seventh and eighth grade history sorry social studies teacher um invented it and then they were like just look it over look over the standards so I looked over her 10 years of teaching material of fourth grade social studies and it was not to standards at all whatsoever Um, there was books in their cubbies for history that I have now researched into, and that is not fourth grade standards as well. So right now I'm just taking the standards and working with kind of what I have. So like 
for instance, um, right now we're learning about why people traveled west or to mm, California okay. for the gold rush and stuff. Um, so it's kind of making my own assignments and assessments for them. Let me tell you right now, it's probably not what they need, but it's what I am able to provide right now right. for them. Um, I'm hoping over fall break I could really dive deep into hit or ugh, social studies <laughs> history I know <laughs> every time I say history my kids are like what's that I'm like oh social that, studies that hurts yeah <laughs> when I first heard them say that I turned and I was like excuse me come here I was like were you joking and he was like no I was like oh I mean wow. social studies what about science um so I don't teach science mm. <gasps> uh, there's that, nothing right the other fourth grade teacher teaches oh, okay. science. So we... So they're getting it. So they're getting science, but I don't know what they're getting it from. Um, my partner teacher is incredible, and she's been in fourth grade for quite some time, so she really knows what she's doing. And her whole classroom is science and planets. seem like she loves science. Um, so the fact that she took it over really helped me out to not have to plan for another subject that I have no idea for. So you are not given a curriculum? No. Is any grade provided a curriculum? From what in I've... In history s- and science, sorry. Social studies? Yeah. <laughs> sure. Um, from what I have seen, no. I am pretty close to the third grade teacher and the second grade teachers. Um, and from what I've seen, there's a lot of... This is going to hurt me saying it, but I'm about to word vomit it. Teacher, pay teacher. <laughs> uh, um, worksheets. Oh. And just, you guys know from what we come from, like, that's not acceptable. Mm-hmm. Um, so I am trying to see the good in it because there are some really beneficial things on there. Mm-hmm. But no, I don't. From what I've observed, no, I haven't seen any grade so does your so one of the fourth grade classes gets science does that mean yours doesn't mine does so we switch in fourth grade oh okay I see yeah so they switch three days a week for social studies and science Mm. again I just am throwing all these questions at you do you notice an impact with them not receiving as much history and science just like in their reading abilities or in their um, just sense of wonder do you notice a difference from like what you came from in third grade and kindergarten and first grade all receiving core knowledge in history and science versus now? Yeah, so I noticed with the fourth graders that they really struggle with history, both classes, my class and my um, partner's class, that they have a hard time reading the words. Like, this is going to be really sad, but they asked what Tom- who Thomas Jefferson was. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't surprise me if no. you're not getting it. And yeah. in kindergarten, we go over the presidents and we learn about them. And the kids love that. That's like the highlight of the curriculum in kindergarten. So it's kind of frustrating. And just having to read to them social studies through the book because they can't pronounce half of the words um, is pretty concerning. We did not prep her to say these things. I just <laughs> want to start by saying that. I didn't even have this question on her docket. So this is Whoops, coming from that? the heart. <laughs> it is. I'm passionate about it. Um, I came from a school that I was given these resources and tools, and they worked. So now coming to a school where I feel like I have the ability to give these kids what they need, I just need to find the appropriate resources to give them. Mm-hmm. 
that are not gonna burn my pockets right um because we don't have the curriculum that you guys have and we don't have the license to have it yeah so then I mean you kind of answered it ish but do you feel that you're given enough resources at all to write any of your own like so you're provided two two curriculums but what sort of resources are you provided just overall like do you have a person you can go to to like ask for I don't know what I'm trying to think of what I would ask our dean of instruction for but like I we have a dean of instruction where I can go to her and ask like hey I'm struggling with this topic like do you have a resource for me and she'll pile on the resources like do you feel like you have that at your school um no I feel at my school this is not anything against my school I have enjoyed working there um but we don't we have our principal and we have our assistant principal but we don't have like a dean of students we don't have anyone that I could go to and be like hey I'm really struggling what should I do um this school puts it more back onto the teachers of like you are going to work those long hours to find what you need or you can go and ask other people but if it has to come out of your pocket it comes out of your pocket so long story short do you feel like you have enough resources as of right now as a fourth grade teacher first year no, and this is what I battle with every single day to every teacher that I talk there. I just wish I was more prepared to know what I was going to be given and what I wasn't because um, I would have definitely taken the summer to plan for this. But now that I'm in it, I just have to kind of run mm-hmm. with it. I will say that we do Christian learning and we are given a Christian learning um, curriculum. So every year they basically take a part of the Bible and you have like the first section is first second and third and right now we're in the third chapter but as a new teacher I missed first and second Mm. not that those two play a role in what they are learning in the third but it would have been nice to know like what they have learned because I noticed myself having conversations like oh did you guys already learn about this and I'm telling me yes or no so then I'm backtracking or I'm moving too forward right so, and I don't think you're far off from other first-year teachers, you know? Like, no, I'm I sure they're like all a... feeling the same way. <laughs> yes, it's so overwhelming because I'm like, I'm not a first-year teacher, but right. I'm a first-year teacher yeah. in the sense that, obviously, in college, you lesson plan and you feel like you know yeah. what you're doing, and then you go to a school that is provided everything for you, and when it's your time to change and go to a new school, it's just thrown back in your face of like, wow, I came from a school that had it together it makes me wonder how easily because like for your school you guys already seem to have some things implemented for history and science I don't know why this is like I love talking (laughs) about it but like it makes me wonder how easily core knowledge could be adopted into like your school I talk to my assistant principal about that every single day I'm like whenever you guys have that end of the year curriculum meeting please invite me because core knowledge is so important And I was talking to a couple other teachers at my school, like, if we could just adapt this curriculum and take it and run with it, we would have so many teachers that would just love it Mm -hmm. and thrive. And you would see the students thrive, even 95%. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we have an intervention, but it's basically these kids get a Chromebook and they get spelling words and they do their spelling words online. They're not putting a pen to the paper and... As you guys know me, I'm a very 
pen to paper person. Um, so it's just finding the balance of like, yes, I see that these kids are incredible at typing and in college that is going to benefit them so much. Mm-hmm. But right now we also have to look at they are in fourth grade, they are in first grade, they are in second grade. The Chromebooks need to be put away and we need to put more paper to pen. Mm-hmm. Right. You don't want to lose the art of writing. Right. Yeah. Wow. I, <laughs> I appreciate seeing like your new take on things because like you did come from our school where it's like you have your math your spelling everything you're very gifted (laughs) (laughs) that's just so and I know I'm sure that you're like feeling overwhelmed but it's also just so interesting to hear like what you are provided and what's not there stuff like that yeah you'll have to come observe I would love actually (laughs) our breaks are different (laughs) (laughs) that's true tempting (laughs) it is tempting so just Overall, then, what, I mean, what's your opinion? How, okay, so first of all, do what do you have to write? Like, what lesson plans do you write yourself? So, typically, it's not much writing on my end because I am going week by week. And that, I was never that teacher. I was two or three weeks planned ahead. Um, but right now, what I'm, I'm so used to is what teachers say, what students say, what teachers say, what students say. Um, that I have sat down on weekends and consumed most of my weekends writing plans that match so much to what you guys used to have. Mm-hmm. And I even find myself going back to like old Google Docs mm-hmm. and being like, how was this written? Um, but I'm spending quite some time just typing out lessons that if I don't stay in fourth grade next year, the next teacher can benefit from it. Well, and I was just going to ask and feel free to not answer it but do you think like if you were to stay on this track of like developing your own curriculum and like deciding on classroom management that it would lead you to a burnout uh I'm already burned out (laughs) well and that's what worries me and we talk about it all the time about teacher burnout and how big of an impact it makes like developing your own curriculum takes so much out of you well by the time it's So our lunch is very early for my fourth graders, and I know when I go back, I have this, 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 and this to teach, and I want to just sit at that table and be like, I I don't want to do it, because I put so many hours into planning on what I needed to teach that I lost the love in the lesson. Do you get a lunch break? I sit in the lunchroom with my students, so if you have to pee, obviously you use the restroom in there you don't get to go away from your kids you don't leave your students at all nope unless they have a special and I only have specials Monday through Thursday so to use the restroom on Friday I am very blessed that I have um Miss Kyle King in my class or Mrs she's incredible she works with um one of my students in my class with Down syndrome and she is so great with allowing me to run to the restroom or if I make 14 copies instead of 15 copies that I could run down there but if I didn't have her I would not be getting a bathroom break I would not be getting the things that a teacher should be provided throughout the day what I'm so used to (laughs) I like don't have words (laughs) I was gonna say and they wonder why teachers quit within five years yeah year five Oh my gosh. No. Don't. No. Just give up. No. It's year one. I'm starting over. It's year one. Yeah. I just. I'm, we won't let her quit. Don't worry. Uh, I just they don't have much me. say. <laughs> oh, I don't. That I don't know. That just blows my mind. Wait, so specials, you just have like once a day? 
Um, depending on the day. So typically Monday I have two. Uh, Tuesday I have two. Wednesday I have one. Thursday I have one. And Friday I have none. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. So on your weekends that you're spent lesson planning. That's my prep period, my weekends. Oh my gosh. That's crazy. Don't get me wrong. I love it though. Well, and I, I, guess, I do. It's for the kids. It's not for anybody else but them. Yeah, but this is why I think I'm so passionate about core knowledge and yeah. providing curriculum for your teachers and administrators. If you're listening, provide your teachers curriculum for the love of all that is good in this world. <laughs> please, please, like, please. Look into core knowledge. Please, please, please. I just, I sit here and I'm baffled at the fact that like, not only do you not have breaks, but you're also spending your weekends. I would be exhausted. Core knowledge is free. Okay. There's a ton of, like, free downloadable, 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 (laughs) downloadable things. It's Friday, (laughs) y'all. I mean, you probably have to buy it, the license for it to use it at your school. No, I I looked, I looked it. Yeah, you have to have a license to be able to. Um, teach it in a sense where you're taking their material mm-hmm. and you're taking their word verbiage. Okay, but isn't it yeah. verbages? Verbages. Verb. <laughs> it's really Friday, Friday night. But isn't it worth the money? I don't know. Yes. If I were an administrator and I could never imagine doing that, that's a really hard job. But I just would think that that would be worth the money because then you're not having to worry about replacing the teachers that quit when they're so stressed because they're writing their own curriculum. And there is a ton of great teachers out there that yes. do leave because of that. Yes. yes. And we have to stress that, that there is incredible people that go through the teaching program and they work their butt off just to be burned out in three or four years. Yeah. Or five. But I will say that my school did take on Love and Logic. There you go. Yay. And I got to teach a little bit of it and put scenarios I tried to be like Larry you guys remember Larry yes I was like trying to be like him when I was teaching my (laughs) my staff and trying to do like the motions um so that was pretty fun that was like a highlight because that's something in the school I came from like I I know it I know how to do it and use it effectively and your beautiful um paper that you sent me Do you use it oh yeah that got Yay. passed out to everybody oh during my god my, just like little pickup lines that you can use and a lot of them are parents there and their kids go there so yeah. just seeing a teacher talk to her first or second grader down the hallway using those like one line pickup lines I'm like yeah I got you Yay. I did that <laughs> oh I'm so proud of you that's awesome yeah. good for you well Listen to Love and Logic if you don't know what we're talking about. Love and Logic is incredible. I think it's like episode three (laughs) or something early. We were just talking about we want to do another like part two of that. We just got to do some more research for it. Yeah. I think plan it out a little bit more. (laughs) Yeah, because it's like the knowledge gap. There's just so much to it. Yeah. Can I talk on one more thing? Yes, please. Um, So you know at your guys' school, you guys have obviously IEPs and you Mm -hmm. guys have – um things in 504s and and plans that you must follow by law by law so at my school I'm probably gonna butcher the name I'm most definitely gonna butcher it because it's a private school it's called an LCM and basically it's a plan for these students um but it doesn't have to be followed by law so students with disabilities aren't protected under law 
Um, I wouldn't say that they're protected, but as a teacher, obviously, you know the right and wrongs of doing it. Wow. Um, but we're given these plans, and you make goals, and you accommodate for these students, and by the end of the year, you have, as a first year, first year coming into this school, um, I have a little girl in my class who is incredible just I mean she lights up a room when the second that you see her and the fact that I the first day of school didn't even know where she was at scares me and I don't want to send her to fifth grade knowing that that teacher could feel the same thing so I have put in place things to do for her and like for the teacher to see where her progress is coming from but just to even have these meetings this little girl's parents are incredible in the fact that they want people to know who she is and want them to know her heart. But I feel like at this school, everything is just so pushed to the side with modifications that it's heartbreaking. I, just, I have no words yet again. Yeah. I mean, that's just crazy. And it's an open document that you can just write on. Wow. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> I like, just don't know how to process it. Uh, I just feel like that's illegal now. Right. <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, I know. Okay, so I know private schools can they pretty much yeah do what they want to do, but for some reason, I thought IEPs were still had to be followed. They're called education plans. They're not called okay. IEPs, and they don't legally have to be followed. Okay, <laughs> but don't get me wrong. I also have the beauty of teaching and teaching however I want. Yeah, right. Too. So there's two sides to it. I might be going more towards the way that you guys teach because I'm so routined in that. Right. But I'm also learning that I'm coming to work every single day and I get to be a teacher that I've never been before and I get to grow in a different way that I have never grown before. That's so beautiful. It is. What? And very hard. I Well, I wanted, I was going to say, because we always end with, some positivity but I feel like that's pretty positive do you have any other positive notes of wisdom (laughs) (laughs) that you just spoke um we're here for the kids (laughs) we love your children (laughs) Taylor what's your positive thing today um I'm grateful for Jean Day Friday shout out to hey you guys want to hear something pretty cool yes I get Jean Day every Friday and t-shirt Whatever we get to wear our school t-shirts. Oh, you're so cool. I am not done. And also, my dress code is definitely not as strict as y'all's dress code. Okay, next episode, we're going to battle it out between the dress dress codes. I will make a TikTok of everything I wear every day for a whole week. Y'all do too, and we'll let them vote. Oh my gosh, that's actually such a good idea. (laughs) We did an entire episode on why we love our dress codes. So So let's duke it out next time. Let's go. (laughs) It's two against one, but I never lose. I never (laughs) lose. Skylar, what's your your positivity moment? Oh, we need okay. a name for this segment, by the way. Yeah. Um. Okay. So I've talked. I've talked a little bit about how I have kind of a difficult behavior student in my class. Um. And I really had a hard time connecting with him. Um. And as of this past week, I've finally found something that really works for him, and it's extra recess. And um. Today, he, like, came and gave me a hug, which he's never done. So that was my positive thing today. So he came and gave me a hug. And we finally, like, we get along. He does work for me. Like, he wouldn't, he would refuse to do work the past few weeks. And now he will do his work without me having to ask him. So it's just great. 
there's my positive. Yay. Building relationships. Yes. That should be another episode. Oh, that actually should Building be Building student relationships. relationships. Thanks, Maddie. <laughs> You're incredible. Both of you are. I love you both. Oh, oh I love you. I love you. Um, so if you want to watch the TikTok battle, <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Maddie's going to show us. I have a half us. day on Friday, but let's go. Oh my gosh. Let's do it. <laughs> Except we don't know how to use TikTok, so you're going to show us. I got you. Okay, cool. So here comes the TikTok world. We got to create a TikTok. Yeah. <laughs> but since we don't have one, you can search us on Instagram, on the gram. Yeah, I'll put it together and you guys just post it there. Perfect. You don't even have to create a TikTok. I Sweet. Got you. We'll go watch it at teachers underscore talk underscore podcast. And uh, I'm looking at her email right now and no one's emailed us. So <laughs> where are you at? Get on your computer and email them now. Teachers talk pod at gmail.com. Please just send us literally anything. A smiley face. I, that's all I'm asking for. Tell us what you're grateful for. Oh, there we go. I like that. All right. Any parting words, Madeline? <laughs> Uh, thank you for having me. <laughs> <laughs> Anytime. We love you. And thanks for listening, everyone. Bye, Bye guys.